0: Increasing your email volume will absolutely increase your customer value.
1: This is 3 Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, Episode 7.
0: You're listening to 3 Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite
1: seven podcasts here we are with yet another special guest (laughs) past the water i'm absolutely exhausted (laughs) this is gonna be fun uh yes hello friend welcome back to the podcast we're very excited to have you here and to be joined by our special guest a friend of ours and a man who uh, i've been studying for quite some time a gentleman by the name of troy brassard he comes from uh, over the pond in america's and he is a genius when it comes to creating a powerful marketing campaign. Do
2: you know what I love Rob? I love it when you have a coaching call with troy you've got your headphones on in the office, right, and I can see you because at the end of it you've got your head on the desk and you're just and then you take your headphones off, you look at me and go.
1: I don't understand. He tells me loads of great things, and then I have to get him to go and implement them. Because <laughs> Troy knows things, doesn't he? Yeah, this is this is going to be amazing. So we took some time to speak to Troy uh, about uh, customer engagement, actually getting your customers to buy from you again and again and again, uh, tracking that, paying attention to it, looking at numbers I mean, and come spreadsheets. On. After all, one of the biggest things we all focus on
2: is, getting loads of leads, and then turn them into customers. Getting somebody to go from cold, never hearing of you, and then having them hand you cash, their money, that's the biggest journey. So once they buy from you, getting them to rebuy from you again, that's where the real money is made. In fact, most businesses will tell you they don't even break even on that first transaction.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I was just talking about this to somebody this morning, but we, we, we marketers and business people spend so much time focused on the most expensive thing, which is acquiring that new subscriber, or acquiring that new customer, and then they don't you know maximize it by keep selling people stuff that's like buying a new car and then instead of driving it going buying another car it just doesn't make any sense so i think so many people celebrate when they get that sale and just don't think about the future and that is what troy is going to help you to fix in your business today hey troy how's it going thank you for joining us here Hey, you bet man. Good to be here. Thanks for having
0: me on.:
2: I'm so excited to hear what you've got to say, because this is one of my personal favorite topics. So let's just get the cat out of the bag and give us what you mean when we talk about customer
0: engagement, and actually, why is it even important? Yeah, absolutely. You know I uh, first of all, I am a businessman, not a marketer. So, let me just let that cat out of the bag because <gasps> here 's the reality like you know I think so many people focus on leads, leads, give me more leads, lead magnets, traffic source da 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 it's kind of the crack that everybody wants to buy into right and I am just the absolute awesome opposite of that. I focus on getting customers, okay? Because the reality is a good businessman knows that a customer list is way more valuable than a leads list. And understanding that difference between business and marketing is really about customer engagement because it's not about the first sale. The first sale as any strong businessman will tell you or woman, so let me get that out there right there. When I say businessman, I mean the generic version of everybody business men and women. Um, But the most important thing is getting those repeat sales. Okay. And so when I look at how I build a business, I build it the most efficient way possible. And I focus everything on not lead acquisition, but customer retention and expansion and engagement. So that's really the big differentiation that I'm talking about here is once somebody becomes a customer for many marketers out there that's like they're celebrating their dance like oh yeah I got the money I'm like no that's the starting point the race just began like I just came out of the out of the starting gate and now is when I build that relationship. So I can tell you you know metrics that people listen to all the time or selling things like $1 per subscriber per month on your email list, right? Well, you know, I've generated like $72, $76 per month per subscriber on my list. Um, and focusing on the customer side of things, not the list building side. Um, also, I think you'll find when you look at most businesses out there, the percentage of their customers are, that are, or the percentage of their list that is customers is usually very, very small. My lists tend to be over 50 to 60% of my list are actual customers. Um, and so I build smaller customer lists that are highly engaged and, uh, you know, that's the beauty of this. And I, I think when you really thoroughly embrace this concept, it's very empowering because it means you don't have to have a list of 30,000 people, you know, in order to be successful online. You can do it with a list. I've done um, businesses with, you know, a half a million in revenue on lists under a thousand people. So, you know, you do not have to have huge lists if you really understand how to operate more like a businessman and less like a marketer. Wow. Okay. That's very. Really- really really fascinating. It's
1: amazing stuff when you think about that. And so what are the kind of key metrics when it comes to measuring customer engagement? What are you actually looking for?
0: So when we're talking about engagement with a customer, I want to know how recently, how frequently, and how much they're spending. Okay. And this comes back to RFM and RFM is a very standard industry metric. It's more specifically used in e-commerce type businesses that are high volume, low sale, uh, low ticket, but high volume. Um, but. RFM can be applied to any business. So you'll have to adjust what the scales are a little bit on that. Uh, but RFM allows you to rate every customer from one to five, numerically, objectively, right, objectively is the key point here, within how recently they purchased, how frequently, and how much they spend. And so what you get is a three-digit number that goes from one to five. So at the very worst possible score would be 111, the highest would be 555. And what that allows you to do is to really segment your list intelligently into these 15 different buckets, right? Or a three by five matrix that allows you to uh, customize and tailor your marketing based on the way people are engaging with you. If you see that a customer hasn't purchased in over 90 days, well, maybe that should trigger some type of specific marketing message or campaign uh, going out to that particular customer. So I like to study... Uh, multiple industries, many times not even online. Many of my emails that I send out on a daily basis are modeling entirely other uh, businesses, and then modeling them and applying them to the online model. And RFM is much more traditionally a e-commerce type. Uh, metric, but it's extremely important and effective for anybody running a business online. Understanding, you know, how how recently somebody is buying from you, how frequently they're buying. If they've only bought one time, if they bought three times or five times, right, you're going to talk to those customers differently. And really what we're doing here, and this is so important to not lose track because everybody gets bogged down in the tech, the tech, the tech. And honestly, I think that's BS, okay? The technology is nothing more than an accelerant. An accelerant. So if you've got a great fire going in your business and you throw some gasoline on it, it's going to blow up and go crazy. If you got a little, you know, spark and it's not even catching fire and you throw gasoline on it, it's going to put it out. And technology is the same way. It's either going to accelerate the growth of your business or accelerate the demise of your business. Okay. So if you're on a downtrend, adding technology is going to make it just go worse. So technology is not the solution. You have to understand how to apply technology, technology as the grease to the gears to make things go smoother. So when we think of RFM, think of an old school offline business. My dad used to run a car parts store. Okay. Now we had people come into that store that were on government contract and those guys had a $150,000 budget every year. And if they didn't spend it, they weren't going to get it the next year. So he knew he had 150 in the bag from those guys every year as long as he kept up the relationship and did everything the way he needed to do. Okay, he's going to treat that person very, very differently than somebody that walks into a store for the first time and buys a $3 air freshener for their car, right? And so think of that relationship There is dynamic knowledge involved in that relationship in the way that he treats the person and the effort that he extends. We're doing the same thing with RFM. If we know somebody has bought 28 times versus somebody that's purchased one time, should our messaging be the same to them? Should our marketing emails be the same? Of course not. If somebody is going to spend 150 grand with us on contract every year, should we talk to them the same way and treat them and welcome them and uh, respond as quickly to them or as slowly to them as somebody that's only bought a $3 air freshener from us? Absolutely not. So these things that we do naturally, logically, offline, a lot of times get missed in the online environment. And so that's what using intelligent metrics like RFM and the promise of marketing automation which is the right message to the right person at the right time. When you get those two, the synergy of those two items, then that's really where the magic happens.
2: It is, and just want to verify and just confirm everybody that RFM we talked about recency. If the R, the F is the frequency of the purchase, and the M is the monetary value of that of the purchases. So yeah. that's the total. What a lot of people throw around as the total customer or the lifetime customer value. It's how much they've spent either over a period or within the lifetime of a customer.
0: Yeah, lifetime customer value is a good metric, but it is looking in the past. It's not predictive, it doesn't show you uh, frequency. They might have bought something from you five years ago and never bought another thing and you're looking at it as great. Um, when I look at lifetime customer value, I do plot it. I do track it, but I track it on a monthly basis. What is my mo- lifetime customer value this month versus next month? And I don't really look at the number. I look at the, the direction. Is it increasing or is it decreasing? Because right. that will give you some signals as to what you're doing in your business. If you're doing things right, that LTV should be going up, right? If that LTV is going down, then you're probably missing the boat. Oh, totally. um, but it, it really is like looking in the rear. View mirror to look at LTV and RFM is going to give you a lot. A lot more power. So I've used RFM, for example, um, you know, to sell high-ticket coaching by looking at the monetary and somebody that's spent over a certain threshold, once they get to like a monetary of three, then I can have a task created to me to reach out and create a personal video message to that person and invite them into my high-ticket coaching. Now, I can't do personal video messages for every single person on my list. It's ridiculous. And I can't even do them for all of my customers, but I can do them. For the right people at the right time. And so getting into those micro segments and turning a conversation into an actual conversation with them as opposed to like yelling at somebody with a megaphone to your list. And that's what most people do. They send out a broadcast to 20,000 people. That's like standing in a crowd with a megaphone and just yelling into a megaphone. I like to send an email that feels personal, timely, and relevant to an individual in a specific situation. And that's what RFM allows you to do.
2: It it totally does. I think the big thing a lot of people look at is how engaged is my list. But what we're talking about here is how engaged are the customers, the people who are buying. So with that in mind, when would you consider a customer to be disengaged? What does that look like?
0: You know, in every business, that's going to be a little bit different. And, you know, if I gave you some boilerplate answer, it would just be BS. Like I, I tell all of my clients, you need to examine the answers and you need to apply them to your particular model. If you're selling something that's an annual contract, if somebody hasn't you know, purchased or done anything in 90 days, well, they're probably not necessarily disengaged. They're an annual contract. It's, it's not a big deal. But for other people, for a traditional like info marketing type company, uh, you know, anything above, you know, 60, 90 days, that's starting to get into the warning zone, right, of whether people are, are dying off. And here, here's an interesting human psychology tidbit. I think most people in the infomarketing educational spaces online, they tend to think that as an expert, they're going to solve somebody's problem that somebody comes to me because they're looking for, I'm just going to pretend and say I'm a traffic guy and say they're buying for me because they want to learn to get more traffic and that I'm going to solve that problem. That never really occurs. It's just not the way human psychology works. What will happen is that person will come to me. They will probably, if they like me, if they resonate, if they respect me, they will probably binge consume on what I have to offer buy virtually everything I have because they're a fanatic about traffic and then they will leave and find somebody else that they feel they can learn more from. But they won't fundamentally solve their need for their interest in traffic, okay?